Hello and welcome to the Talking Box podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is episode two of the Talking Box podcast. Great to have you along. Now, let's see what's going on for today. We are taking a trip. Into the kitchen. This recording was made on the evening of Thursday, July 25th, as I stayed up really late to bake some cookies for our council meeting for the next day. While I bake, I shared some fabulous stories and I also shared a wonderful way to make some delicious cookies. You won't want to miss this episode of the Talking Box podcast, especially when you're craving that midnight snack. Oh, yes, baking cookies can be fun, and you will soon find out why. So stay tuned right here on the Talking Box Podcast. We hope you're enjoying the podcast and would love to hear from you. If you'd like to send us your feedback, please send an email to talkingboxpodcast at gmail.com. You may also send us a tweet to the talking underscore box. Again, that's the talking underscore box. Also, you may call the comment line at area code 641 715 3800, extension 53754. Again, that's 641 715 3800, extension 53754. Once again, the email for the podcast is talkingboxpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone. This is Melissa Rowe, and welcome. It is uh, after 11. I'm going to set this down over here in the corner because I'll be taking up most of the table. I'll be baking cookies tonight. Yes, I will be. Um, we have our Council of the Blind meeting um, last Friday of each month. And um, we, uh, we are doing a potluck this month. And um, I was not able to attend last month's meeting However, I was, uh, I guess, volunteered um, to bake the cookies, to bring dessert. And, of course, I wasn't there, so I couldn't, um, oh, I enjoy baking. Um, Everybody just decided that I was going to bring dessert because I do love to bake. It's actually quite fun. and at one point I even suggested uh, for a fundraiser that I do a bake sale because I love to bake. Um, but that would not have made uh, a very good patch. That would not have made, uh, let's see, you could get scissors. Um, that would not have made a very good thing because then the health department would have to get involved. Anyway, tonight for a recording, and I'm going to put this recording as part of another podcast, um, because um, I enjoy I enjoy baking. I um, first of all, it's a very fun, exciting thing. Uh, it's a passion of mine. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, 
I, I'm doing this recording, however, because I want people to know that not so much that blind people can bake, because I'm sure that point's been made already, but I want people to know that it doesn't matter what you do when you're in the kitchen, as long as you do it and people enjoy it. The whole purpose of making a, uh, a dish or a dessert or anything of that nature, I've got nails on, this is, see when I used to do this stuff I didn't have nails, so tearing off wrappers and things is not always easy. So, um, the whole point of this, oh geez, is to do something that you know people are going to enjoy, but that you enjoy doing. You want to do something that's fun, exciting, and I already have the oven preheated, so it's already uh, making, uh, filling the house up with warmth. Um... trying to get this package open so um, but but like I had said you know this is something that I enjoy doing but um, it doesn't matter what your little heart desires as long as you enjoy it and that's what's very important so tonight I am in the kitchen making cookies and as I'm doing this um, it is after 11 o'clock at night I've been away all day at uh, a water park with a friend of mine and we had a fun time but I just got home um, about a couple hours ago I had a, a nice little dinner I um, spoke with my husband, I showered and everything so I'm finally now baking cookies when I bake cookies or cakes or whatever I usually like to bake them the day of an event or the night prior because I like them to be fresh so I do not like baking them maybe two days uh, that's too long um, I want them to be as fresh as possible and they're gonna be pretty fresh because um, the meeting is at 9 a.m. tomorrow um, I have to leave my house about 7.30 so I will be sleeping very well tonight because of this um, the whole water park thing and then staying up for a couple of hours to bake cookies um, so that's what we're doing tonight and I felt I would do a little recording <laughs> although this kind of reminds me of a cooking show for some reason it just seems like it um, because it gave me something to do so the house wouldn't be too quiet and want to wake up the neighbors I could have put on some nice light music but I felt like doing this. felt like doing a recording. So, um, that's what we are doing tonight. We're in my kitchen, and we're going to accompany me while I make cookies. So what is it about my cookies everybody loves? I really don't know. Maybe because I make them with love. I don't know what it is, but everybody loves them. I love, and, and I enjoy making cookies too. They're lots of fun. So, but this is a quick and easy way to make cookies. This is not from scratch. But everybody seems to like them so much. Um, 
so um what I'm making is everybody loves uh, the peanut butter chocolate chip cookies and all I do is I just take two different kinds of dough, chocolate chip and peanut butter, and I mix them around in a mixing bowl. You know, you knead the dough, so you mix it up. So it has it has a very unique uh, taste to it, very unique. And I, I got bored one day. This started uh, before my husband and I got married. I said, what would happen if you mix the two doughs together? You know, because I just thought, mmm, that sounds so good. Peanut butter. Because I've heard of peanut butter chocolate cookies. And so I thought, why don't I make my own? So I took two different kinds of dough. I took peanut butter and chocolate chip. And you can experiment um, and use whatever kind of dough. Uh, in the past, I've been using um, a big... 32-ounce roll of the Nestle's chocolate chips, and um, I would use the, um, so I would use one roll of the 32-ounce Nestle's chocolate chips, and then I would use two 16-ounces rolls of peanut butter uh, from Pillsbury. However, they did not have Pillsbury uh, peanut butter today. They only had the chocolate chip. However, they did have the um, the Nestle the peanut butter Nestle Toll House dough, but it's not in a roll. It was in a 16 ounce package where the dough was already kind of where you could just break off the pieces and put them in the pan. But what I've done is I've just simply crumpled it up, and I'm going to mix it in. Um, into this chocolate chip dough. So you need for however, if you're going to make a 16 ounce roll, you're going to need 16 ounces of the beginning. You need the same amount of dough for each one, chocolate chip and peanut butter. So uh, because um, I can tell you that um, depending on the size of cookie, the 16 ounce rolls are going to make you about two to three dozen. Um, but when you mix the dough together, um, you might make a little bit more. And people might, you know, they have this thing where they think that if, if you mix it, it, it is a lot of dough, so you do get to make more. But in a sense, you make, right now what I'm doing is I'm mixing the 32-ounce the um, roll of chocolate chip with two 16-ounce packages of peanut butter. And that's what I've done in the past. And you just mix it together so that there's an even amount. Because if you put a 32 ounce uh, roll of chocolate chip dough in a 16 ounce of peanut butter, there's going to be more. The chocolate chip's going to overpower the peanut butter. Um, so you want to get the same amount. So that's what I'm doing now. So I'm I opened up. I'm opening up all the packages of dough. And I'm going to crumple it up and I'm going to knead it together. And um, we are going to have some peanut butter and chocolate chip.
cookies and then I'm going to start shaping them into um, shaping them into little balls and just rolling them that's what I do I roll I hand roll my cookies I don't just you know some people say you can drop them by teaspoonful on the sheets I hand roll them so it's kind of fun um, so I'm oh, so I'm kneading the dough together and I'm gonna get it all get the chocolate chips get the peanut butter everything all mixed in together uh, and then I'm going to, um, so I'm kind of like folding the dough because the dough is obviously fro uh, refrigerated. You don't want these to be frozen. You want them to be refrigerated because if they're frozen, you can't work with them. Okay. So I put it all into a mixing bowl and I'm just kind of folding the dough, kneading it together, mixing it up real good. Um, just mixing it together and as I prepare the cookies because what you're going to want to do is get a dozen ready you know hand roll a dozen and um, and, and put them in to bake and uh, that's what we're going to do so this is going to make me about four and a half to five dozen I think so I'm definitely going to take two dozen to the meeting tomorrow and then my husband uh, he's coming home tomorrow um, he's at an independence training program right now um, if I did not mention that before he's coming home he co usually comes home every other weekend now this weekend is going to be his weekend to come home so I'm mixing this all together Mmm, smells good. Even though it's not even baking. So, this house, I'm probably going to be up until 1 o'clock because this takes a while. So, I decided um, I'd rather do the cookies now than have to get up at 5 a.m. to do them. So, <laughs> so I can sleep in until maybe a quarter to 7 or something. Because um, I'm going to be tired after the, after the water park thing. Oh goodness, I'm gonna be so tired. I already, I already am feeling the effects of sleepy time. Uh, 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 feeling sleepy after a day of fun. So I think the dough is pretty well mixed together, and it's all one big blob inside the mixing bowl. So it's definitely more than a pound of dough. I think it has to be like three or four pounds because, so I just mixed it all up. All right, so now let's get ready. I'm gonna wash my hands. I'm gonna get ready to I'm just, I make these cookies all the time, and everybody seems to request them all the time. I think it has something to do with, I don't know, the hands that make it maybe, I don't know. I, I don't even consider myself a perfect baker, I just do it for fun. But 
Um, all I know is that several times, whenever family members have had gatherings, whenever there has been uh, meetings or you know potlucks or whatever in the community, everybody always when I would say, "Well, what would you like me to bring? Make your cookies." It was never an argument. It was always make your cookies. Uh, I know that my mother-in-law, uh, Jeremy's mom, he uh, has told me many times that every time they have a party or something planned, uh, everybody always tells his mom to make her potato salad because that's their favorite. They love the potato salad. So, so that's what she always does at parties. She always gets volunteered to make the potato salad. So... Um, that's kind of how it is with me. I always seem to be the one that gets all the, make the cookies. Um, I remember one meeting, I, for, the, for the council, I made the cookies. And they uh, loved them so much that a couple of members asked me to prepare four dozen for a, a potluck or a, a meal that they were having at church. And they wanted to have cookies. So they said, we want four dozen of your cookies made by Friday or by whatever day it was. So I made them and they came and got them. And I had a dozen laid out on a plate just so they can sample them and they liked them. So I made about five dozen out of the batch, out of the stuff. Um, and it was nice. They gave me money for the supplies, which was good. Um, so now I'm hand rolling these cookies into balls. I'm very, very careful how I craft them. Um, so I did that. I did. I made the cookies, and of course, everybody tells me I should sell them. I should open up a business. And the thing is, is with my education being my top priority, I really don't want to get into selling cookies right now. Um, as much as I love them, as much as I love making cookies for people, um, I just. Um, you know, it seems like, you know, I'd have to turn my kitchen into an assembly line. People would be calling and requesting the cookies a lot. And which is good. I actually like it when people do that. Bake your cookies! Um, because I, baking, like I said, is a passion of mine and I enjoy it. And when I know that people are enjoying my baking, it actually makes it worthwhile. And I, um, I really enjoy that. I really do. Um, so, you know, they'll request for me to bake them some cookies, and I do that, and I bake them. Um, I don't make it a constant habit because it does cost money to, you know, get the supplies, and uh, it does cost some time, you know, to prepare everything, so, um, but I'm always willing to do it. Um, an interesting story. I, I believe even our marriage... Um, I can tell you a couple of cookie stories. Um, first of all, our marriage actually began. Our, our, our relationship, my husband and I, it actually began surrounded by cookies. Um, we were at an independence training program, um, the same one that my husband is attending right now, as a matter of fact. And he um, actually smelled some baking, and he decided that he wanted to come in and see what was going on. And so he came into my apartment. I left the doors open in my apartment. And it wasn't like, 
you know, a complex. This was in a dorm, so the apartment was inside of a dorm. Um, so I left the, the apartment window open, or the a door, and so the aroma was wafting through the hall. So um, my husband, at the, well at the time he wasn't my husband, but he uh, came, he knocked on my door and he asked if I can come in. And he asked if he can come in rather. He said, can I come in? And he did and he came in and he smelled the cookies. And um, at the time I was playing some 80s music and I was playing Phil Collins. Well, he also enjoys Phil Collins. And so he's like, oh, I love this song. And he just went off and he just started singing. And and then he's like, oh, so you're making cookies. And so, of course, he's a guest in my apartment, so I offer him some. And he just loved them. And he just sat there and talked. Of course, um, that, you know, didn't stop him. He actually, um, I had a party later on, you know, to make a long story short. I had a going away party because I was graduating. So... He actually snuck into my apartment and hid behind the couch. And after everybody left, he popped up from behind the couch because he didn't want the counselor seeing him uh, because visiting hours had already ended. And he didn't want—he uh, did not want the counselor seeing him. So he popped up from behind the couch and he said, "I'm here." And we stayed up until four o'clock in the morning talking and eating cookies. So this cookie thing has been around for like. A long long time and my husband um, he doesn't <laughs> he, he doesn't seem surprised when I tell him I said guess what they they volunteered me to do cookies again he goes that's not surprising um, partly because he knows how everybody always begged his mom to make her potato salad and partly because he knows that I like to bake cookies and and he knows that my cookies are good so that was one thing he always always Every time I made cookies, I always saved one for him, even if it was for a gathering or if it was for something. And he told me, he said, please don't take all the cookies to the meeting. Save some for me. And I said, I will. I will. Um, so I definitely, ooh, this one's a little big. Um, so I definitely will be saving him some of these cookies. Um, but another interesting story, this one's really not a cookie story, but it's, a cooking or baking story. Um, I had a friend. Her name was uh, her name was Mary Trent, and um, she was a close friend of mine. She died shortly before my husband and I got married. And um, at the time, M Mary she had died of a brain tumor, and at the time, she was reading uh, the Chicken Soup for the Soul books, and. Um, she found a story that she wasn't going to send to me because she knows I like baking. She knew that I had enjoyed it all throughout my childhood and it was always a fun little thing to do. So she was going to save it and give it to me on my wedding day. So she obviously was around long enough to know about my wedding plans. Well, she unfortunately was not able to attend the wedding, but her sister emailed me a story and it was about... Um, it was about this husband and wife um, who had a happy, happy, long marriage together. Um, they um, they were just they were just a happy couple. They were always 
you know, happy to be around each other. They just loved being with each other. They were just wonderful. And whatever the wife would cook in the kitchen always, always tasted so good. So her husband um, would always ask her, what is it that you do that makes your food so good? And I've always, you know, I've always grown up in my family. We would always use the expression that they were made with love. Whatever it was, if it was a cake, if it was a casserole, whatever, you know, the person made it out of love. They made it out of love for the people that would eat it. They made it out of love for the for the sake of loving the fact that they can cook. Um, so every time the wife would prepare a meal, the husband would notice that she'd get a um, a salt shaker out of the cabinet. And he would say, what is in that salt shaker? Whatever it is. I mean, it is so good. Your food is just so good. And she goes, I can't tell you what it is because it's been passed down from generation to generation. You know, mom's secret recipe. And so, of course, he's like, I want to know what it is. And she goes, you better not peek. You know, so, of course, he doesn't. He, you know, stays in control and doesn't peek. And so, anyway... One day, unfortunately, the wife died. And the husband came home, and he, there was some cake in the refrigerator that she had made. He took out a piece of cake, and the cake tasted so good. And it was kind of like a, a lasting memory. The You know, it kind of brought memories of f the different aromas and the smells and everything wafting through his kitchen when his wife would cook and then it hit him and he remembered the salt shaker and he knew that she wouldn't be around to you know protest so he goes to the cabinet and he gets the little salt shaker and he opens it up and it's empty except for a little piece of paper and he unfolds the piece of paper and it says in everything you make always add a dash of love and um, I almost get teary-eyed thinking of that story because I think of Mary. Um, she was a wonderful friend. And she knew that I enjoyed baking, that I um, it was something. And I, I think that was her little bit of advice to me. And everything you make in this marriage and everything you do, always add a dash of love. Always make sure to remember that love is very important. And... Um, you know, because apparently in this marriage, this husband and wife, they had a very good marriage, a close, loving relationship. And that's very beautiful. Um, and sadly, it's in, in this day and age, it's rare that relationship, relationships last so long. And when they do, it's, it's really a blessing. Um, so I think of Mary whenever I, I hear that story, but I... I not only think of Mary, but I think of my own life. And everything that I do, um, you know, always remember to add love and make sure that just add a, a dash of love. Um, my friend and I came up with our own adaptation of it. A pinch of love, or no, a dash of love, a pinch of kindness, and sprinkle with joy, and um, serve with care. And it was always our little thing that we used to do. Because we just love cooking and baking in the kitchen. We just love it. And, and um, so that's why I shared those stories. Because I, I, very, I, 
I think of them every time I bake. It's not just something that I put in the back of my mind, but this is something I really felt that because this was sent to me after Mary's death, and I really, I really treasure that story, and I think about that every time I bake. Every time I bake a cake, every time I make bread, cookies, everything. So. Okay, so I'm going to put this in the oven. And while that's going, I'm going to prepare another batch. So that way when that pops out, when they cool off, I'm going to put them into the oven. And eventually I will be going to sleep. So. I think after this batch comes out of the oven, I will stop the recording because I'm not going to record the entire baking session because that would take forever. So I'm going to put these in. Usually I've cooked them for about 12 minutes, but I'll take them out after 12 minutes and see what they're like. So usually cookies are always cooked at 350 every every single dough that I've every dough that I bought they're cooked at 350 Celsius or no not Celsius yeek that'd be hot um, Fahrenheit good god um, I'm very bad with temperature conversion so I don't know what 350 would be in Celsius I'd have to find that out um, let me get a plate got a little plastic plate because what I'm going to do is start hand rolling cookies and put them on a plate so when they when the other ones are ready to come off the sheet I could just throw these on pop them in the oven it'll save me some time so that is basically what's going on um, so uh, what else was I going to discuss so this should make you about four dozen I make my cookies a little bit bigger than normal um, because I hand roll them so they so yeah so uh, next thing I wanted to discuss is uh, next order of business no <laughs> um, next thing I wanted to discuss was actually the previous episode of my podcast um, I was really excited about it because I had been wanting to podcast for about four or five years now um, I actually used to have a podcast on Gcast, and um, I had about five or six episodes up there. Um, I probably should have imported them or something or other, but I didn't. I did not, uh, which was very bad. Uh, not really, but I wanted to start off from scratch anyway. So, um, but. I did those um, app demonstrations, and a few people sounded like they were interested. A few people were kind of like, eh, you know. I know that group chat one, I could see myself using it if more people used it. Um, because it was, it, it just seemed like something very convenient and handy. Um, it, it was like a text chat room on your mobile phone that you could just have a, a group of friends in. 
and you guys can like chat with almost like you know instant messaging but they have so many instant messaging apps out there it's just unbelievable they have tons of instant messaging apps out there so I I all I know is that I enjoy um, I enjoy doing it I, I enjoy chatting with people and I enjoy doing this podcast it's always lots of fun so um, for anyone who listened to the last episode thank you very much it is a wonderful privilege um, to, to be recording uh, podcasts and doing all that stuff um, I mean there's there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff in the future um, it'll also depend too on when I have time to record when school starts I cannot believe it today is the 25th school starts the 26th so uh, just over a month from now I'll be heading back into class and I'll have three classes and one of them is algebra God help me I have never been good at algebra algebra is one of my weak points um, so that is not going to be very fun um, so you know that's pretty much you know what's been going on I've been um, as I said I've been just busy doing a lot of things um, I know that during the time of this recording, if I am still recording, that is, I'm pretty sure I am, um, during the t uh, time, they've been doing this whole thing with Audio Mo, <laughs> and Audio Mo is short for month, um, and so they've been doing that thing, and I really was, I was doing it at the beginning, I was recording audio every day for the month of July but then you know after we had you know Jeremy's mom having surgery um, all uh, the iPad training stuff I've been doing um, you know just other things going on with life I just haven't had time or frankly I've been tired or there there have been a couple of times where I've run out of ideas and not quite sure what to discuss um, but I simply have had a wonderful time um, doing all these uh, these audio things because they're they are lots of fun and um, so um, I don't know how well people have been doing keeping up with their recordings most people that I know um, that do this stuff. They do it very, very well. Um, and people have come up with some very interesting, unique things. It's fun to see what kind of audio people come up with. Um, I love to hear different types of audio um, from all over the world, from all different corners of the world. And I think I'm making these cookies a little too big. I think I might be. Oh, they feel normal to me. Um, 
So, you know, that's that's basically what's going on there. Um, it's always fun to listen to what people do online. Oh, the crazy things that, the crazy audio stuff that people record. Um, it's quite fascinating. Um, but it's it's also quite fun because people get to share, and, and I like that. That's one thing I like about networking, um, about um, getting together with people, connecting. Um, I'm a very social person, so I love to share um, information about my life, which is probably boring. Um, but I, I'm just the type of person that loves to share. I love, 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 love to share. I like to share everything. Um, I like to share my, you know, my, my love and kindness and, and I just, I, I do admit I love to talk way too much at times, but, um, I do, I do, I do, I do. I talk a lot. Um, so, yep, I do talk a lot. Um, Uh, my friend used to call me Lady Chat a lot, <laughs> it, um, or Lady Talk a lot. Lady Talk a lot or Lady Chat, chat a lot. I'm, I'm not sure which one, but um, yeah, she used to tease me. So we did funny stuff like that. Um, now, as this recording is probably going to come to an end in a few moments. I want to ask a question. Um, for those who remember things that we used to do as kids, um, I always find it so fascinating that audio has come such a long, long way. We have audio editing software. We have, you know, all these great, you know, even ways to record on the go in stereo with our iPhones. You know, we have digital recorders and. I mean, such wonderful, cool um, gadgets, gizmos and gadgets that we can use. Um, and my question is, for those who enjoy radio and audio and recording and, you know, that kind of stuff, what would you have, um, what would you have done, what would you have, uh, done if you were to make up your own radio station? And I'm not talking about an online internet radio station where we, uh, talk about the best variety of music. I mean, fun stuff. What kind of stuff would you do on your radio station? I like to hear people's uniqueness, um, their creativity. Um, that's, oh, I know when I was little, um, I had my karaoke machine and I used it as my, my means of playing and recording music. I had a station, my mate, my makeup station name was Fun Talk Radio, the number one place for music, talk, and fun. Um, although it was mainly talk radio because of course, but I love to gab, gab and gab and gab. Um, so 
a friend of mine came over and she got on our phone and I put it on speakerphone and she pretended to be another caller to a show so we would do weird stuff and or we would say Calabunga! my friend used to say when you would ask them a serious question what do you think of the new um, the new um, educational goals that your sister has set for, for herself woo daddy you know and so she would say like really crazy stuff and then I'll say I'm sorry but I need to terminate the call and I mean we did really funny things it was hilarious the crazy things we did <laughs> um So yeah, we uh, mm, those cookies are smelling good. So yeah, we did crazy things. So tell me something you did as a kid, and did you have your own radio station and what kind of stuff you did? Um, I know mine was fun talk radio, and boy was it a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Fun talk radio, um, and it it was my favorite. It was actually actually my favorite. Um, if I could, I'd make that station a reality, but I don't think I would. <laughs> Part of me would not want to. Oh, the timer has finished. And let's go take those cookies out of the oven. Mmm, they smell good. very good. I slipped and fell and hit my knee. Eek. Uh, that is one bad thing about me in the kitchen. If there's any bit of water on the floor, if anything, I broke my ankle. So one little, one little slip or one little bit of water and I am down. I just fell flat on my knees. Yikes. Okay. Well, if we come over here to the oven, the cookies have been taken out. I'm going to let them sit out for a while and cool off. But you usually can tell when they're done because you can feel the edges of them and they feel a little crisp. Um, oh, mmm, mmm. Oh, they smell good. These ones, those ones are kind of a little bit close together, but oh, yum. Oh, they smell good. Okay. Well, these are definitely done. These cooked for about 12 minutes at 350. So, but it also depends too on, um, the kind of uh, cookie dough that you buy too because you want to make sure that you follow the recipe, the package as much as you can. Um, I've done it by trial and error. You know, I've decided, you know, well that that was, that didn't cook very well and uh, let's try let's try cooking a little bit more or that was too much. 
So that was what I did. So in any event, I've got to go finish baking the rest of these lovely cookies. Everybody take care and have a wonderful day. This has been done on uh, the evening of July 25th, 2013. It began at about 11 o'clock on a Thursday evening. And let's see, this clock is a little ahead, but... Oh dear, um, that clock needs to be set. <laughs> that clock is, um, yeah, I think that clock sometimes does that. That is the incorrect time. Well, my little microwave over here will tell me the time. What time is it? 11.41 p.m. Oh, it's 11.41. Good grief. Yeah, so I'm going to be up for a while. <laughs> anyway, enjoy and have a good night. Goodbye. Ah, yes, there is nothing like the smell of freshly baked cookies in your house. It doesn't matter how you make them, whether you make them from scratch or if you use the cookie dough, it really doesn't matter. The important thing is, is cookies always smell good. And the really important thing is, you make them to enjoy them. So if they taste good too, then hey, why not? By the way, that cookie making session in which I didn't record all of lasted well into the night. I didn't get to bed until two o'clock and the meeting was at 9 a.m. the next morning, which means I needed to have time to get ready and paratransit to take me to the proper place. Whew, what fun. So yeah, I was not a happy camper. I had to wake up quite early that morning, but still in the end, Everybody loved the cookies, including my husband. Yes, 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 including my husband. He really enjoyed them. He uh, is home, actually, at the time of this recording, which, by the way, is July 27th. Yes, it is indeed. It is the evening of July 27th that this episode is actually being put together. So um, hubby is home for the weekend, and we are just enjoying some peace and quiet, which is nice. I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to episode two of the podcast. Remember, you can always contact me if you have any comments or suggestions. I look forward to hearing from you. And I look forward to bringing you episode three. So stay tuned. Thank you once again for listening to the Talking Box podcast. You have been listening to Episode 2 of the Talking Box Podcast, recorded on July 27, 2013. If you wish to subscribe to the podcast, you may do so by using one of the following methods. You can find the podcast on iTunes by searching for the Talking Box Podcast. Again, search for the Talking Box Podcast on iTunes. You may also search for us on Downcast, a podcatching client for iOS devices. You may also visit the podcast webpage by going to talkingbox.tk. Very simple and easy to remember. Again, that's talkingbox.tk. 
From this webpage, you can create an account on the podcasts.com website. It allows you to manage your subscriptions to the Talking Box as well as other podcasts that you wish to subscribe to. You can also use your Facebook info to create an account. Alternatively, you can use any podcatching client of your choice and subscribe using the following feed URL feeds.feedburner.com slash talking box. Again, that's feeds.feedburner.com slash talking box. Don't forget to send us your feedback by sending us an email to talkingboxpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingboxpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and until we meet again, have a wonderful day. Thank you.